0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Just before we bring Elliot Friedman in, I want to get to a text sent to us by Epstein's mother. Bob. You've not discussed Joe Kim Nygaard today. Is it because you got beat on the story? What? Uh, Well, you know, Mark Spector tweeting out uh, that the uh, Oilers have sent the contract and uh, Nygaard's agent Matt Cater will be uh, signing off and then there will be an announcement made at some point. Beat on the story. Hmm. Back in March, uh, I had a chance to catch up to Oscar Klefbaum. He had this to say on the Swedish forward. Oh, hold on just one second. Let's get to that right now. There we go. When you see him play, you, you get uh, surprised how much speed he got on the ice. It's almost like seeing Connor and picking up his speed and, and go around defense when he's kind of the same player, uh, that dimensional speed. No clue whatsoever that there was a possibility that the Oilers might have been in on him. Let's go to Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers, courtesy of our friends at the River Creek Resort Casino. How you doing, Elliot? Bob, are you really going back two months
1: to prove to that texter that you knew about Nygaard?
0: What are the chances? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I got lucky. He was one of... I asked the players about twelve different potential free agents, right? No, I didn't do that. There was two or three but that
1: Bob, I. Like, you can't... <laughs> I'm having and fun with you, Elliot. Oh I'm having God.
0: fun I... with you, Elliot. I... Come no, on, I,
1: there's there's nothing that makes me crazier than that's man, why I like, did it. Oh, I know. I, it makes me it makes me go bananas. Like the two worst uh, people on Twitter. Is one the person when someone reports something they say? Oh, I, I reported this uh, 462 days I've ago. I've
0: never, I've Go never done on that on Twitter. Twitter. Thank you.
1: And the and the people who retweet uh, tweet compliments. Oh, uh, g- that was really good. Like, oh my god, that stuff. Oh, that was such a good show you had last night. Retweet. Kelly's um, food tweets are funny, but like the compliment retweeters. Those people are the worst.
0: Craig Simpson's got the handle, though, when he does uh, a Maple oh, Leafs yeah. game, right? And so let's say it's Maple Leafs in Boston, and Boston fans are like, Simpson, you're the biggest Maple Leafs homer there is alive. And then five seconds later, there will be a Toronto guy, Simpson, you're the biggest Bruins fan. there. It, those are funny. Those are pretty f- Those
1: are funny. Those ones I do get a laugh at. Yeah. Because I could just see how the, the smile on Simmer's face as he's doing
0: it. Yeah. Well, you know, we actually get a very small portion of negative text to the show. Maybe, I don't know, 50% are negative?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to work on sending a few more nasty
0: ones. I, I t- you know, one of my uncles died, so that actually lowered the percentage. It brought it down a bit. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. That's- Rest in That's peace, pretty
1: bro. Fun. That's pretty funny. You know, I got to tell you, like in this business, Bob, as you know, there's always going to be people who come at you. It's just, it's part of the job. And, well, not, it, it, We can all say like it shouldn't happen. It does happen. Just ignore it. Don't let people get the.
0: Oh, uh, the funniest, the funniest one that I saw. Uh, you know, in the uh, Islanders building in Uniondale, that old building. Yeah. I don't know how many times you've been in there over the years but probably a fair amount. I mean, yeah. you could you could basically hear anything on the ice from the broadcast location. I'm looking down at the end of the game and Ryan Jones is communicating with the players or with the fans as the Oilers leave the ice and they are I mean, you saw what happened with Tavares this year. Yeah. And Suddenly, like, you can see them all yelling, and then I, I I, look down, and suddenly they've stopped yelling, and they've started laughing. So after the game, I said, well, wh- what did you say? And he said, well, they're sitting there he calling us blank and losers, and go home, and you guys suck. And he goes, I just looked up at them, and I said, Dad, quit following me on the road. <laughs> <laughs> It was just, he was, that guy was a funny guy, Ryan Jones. Yeah, that guy
1: had a great sense of humor. He had a great sense of humor.
0: When you got, when you got father, uh, like on the father's trip, when you got the the dads on the, because they're, Elliot, I hate to date us, but they're closer to our age than the players are. Yeah. Uh, You know, there was always an appreciation for Ryan Jones' sense of humor. All right, uh, let's start with, this is an Edmonton-centric show. Yeah. with an egocentric host. So uh, yeah. let's, uh, let's get started. Where are we at with Dave Tippett right now?
1: Uh, I, think, I think it's moving towards it getting done. Obviously, you know, the word is there's going to be no announcement today. I think Spectre had already reported that. Um, but it's moving in that direction. It, uh, I'd say that barring a major, major malfunction at the junction, as Ed Whalen would say, that none of us are expecting – uh, Dave Tippett's going to be the next head coach of the Edmonton Oilers.
0: So, you think it's
1: fait accompli? You know, like I said, you know, nothing's done until it's absolutely done. Like, you know, hey, if something happens with the contract, if one of the two sides doesn't like the negotiation, I, I guess it could theory go off track. But it's like, put it this way: it's a major upset if it goes off
0: track. Yeah. Um, we're going to have this conversation, yeah, you know, we have Brian Lawton coming up at 105 as well, uh, okay, and, yeah. he, and he was the guy about three weeks ago, unsolicited, that said, keep an eye on Dave Tippett before, this yeah. was right after Kelly McCrimmon had uh, been announced to stay uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights and that he was taking a uh, a promotion. How do you think, I mean, objectively here, Elliot, how do you think, it? I mean, theoretically, if it is Tippett, how do you think it's going to work?
1: Well, you know, it's funny you ask that because I've been, um, you know, I've been uh, I've been asking people about that uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, what 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 would the difference be? You know, how are things going to go? Um, you know, and they just said that there's going to be major changes to the way the Oilers have played. Um, you know, Dave Tippett is a guy who preaches structure. And, you know, the difference between, like, Hitchcock was a guy who preached structure, too, um, you know, but he didn't have, like, the security of a. T- a t- that you okay, Elliot? He didn't have, see, yeah, I'm right here, sorry. He didn't have the security that a guy like uh, Dave Tippett would in this situation. We knew that Ken Hitchcock was a year, and then everybody would wait and see. If Dave Tippett gets this job, and we all assume he will, he's going to be in there with Turn. And he's going to have some backing. So he's going to change the way that, you know, you guys have been used to playing. And, you know, I think one of the things that's going to be interesting is, I, you know, you guys had guys that liked to, you know, blow the zone when the puck was in your end. You know, you, a defenseman's got the puck. Okay, let's see if we can create a foot race and, and use our speed. They said that might change. Like now, maybe with certain players in certain instances, it's not going to change. But he said, and, uh, but a lot of people predict that in a lot of situations, it's going to change. Like the players are going to be asked to come down low more. Um, you probably might you might slow the game down a little bit. Um, you know, Dave Tippett is a guy who preaches a lot of structure, and they think that it could lead to. Some big changes in the way the Oilers play.
0: All right, uh, Elliot, you can appreciate for the fans here in Oil Country. In 2015, mm-hmm. Edmonton went with a combination of Peter Shirelli and Todd McClellan, and there was yeah. there was a lot of excitement at that yeah. time. And it mm-hmm. didn't come to fruition for the franchise. Yeah, Miss still missed the playoffs three or four years. No, Todd is resurfaced quickly, man, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, you know? totally understand why the fan base is wait and see here if it does end up being ken holland and dave tippett
1: absolutely like i, I think your fan base has earned the right to call it shot uh when, when about how it feels about certain things look i mean it, it it's been a very very frustrating time to be an oiler fan i think we all know that and if you guys are going to sit there your fan base are going to sit there and say you know what we're going to say show me instead of anything else instead of embracing it without question i don't think you can criticize that as a matter of fact i think the organization expects it but i mean the fact is that this is the way they're going to go and they know they're going to have to prove it to you and uh, i don't think they expect anything different i don't think anybody can expect anything different from your fans
0: We're joined right now by Elliot Friedman. Now, Elliot, one of the thoughts out there is the Oilers maybe needed somebody younger. You know, they had an experienced coach with Todd McClellan, an experienced coach with Ken Hitchcock. I know the fans had a lot of time for Ralph Krueger, but I don't think that was a do-over that was going to happen. Right. Uh, DJ Smith, first-time head coach in Ottawa. Your thoughts on the Kruger hiring in Buffalo and DJ Smith going to Ottawa?
1: uh but well i can tell you this I, I know there were i believe there were people who thought that dj would be a good fit for edmonton and i believe if mark hunter had got the job as general manager in edmonton that if it that, that dj was going to be very high on his list of candidates if for example say it wasn't dale hunter uh, i think dj had a good ch- shot at that job um you know i, I think uh there's, there's some people who out there who really like D.J. Smith. I think, like, the last time Ottawa had their opening, when they hired Guy Boucher, they asked Toronto for permission to speak to him, and Lou Lamorello was the GM at the time, and, and he said no. And last year, before Barry Trotz became av- available and the Islanders pounced, D.J. was going to be the head coach of the Islanders. I think that's the way it was going to go. So, you know, there are some teams that have looked at him before and circumstances dictated that he wasn't going to get it. Um, You know, one of the things I heard Ottawa really liked about him is that they felt when he was a head coach in, uh, in, in Oshawa, his team's overachieved. That you looked at their talent level and you felt that that was a team that was better than the sum of its parts. And that's what you want. You want a Memorial Cup like that, And, uh, you know, Ottawa, I believe, I have to double check all the lineage here, but I believe he had uh, Lindbergh, an Ottawa prospect, along the line. Yes, he did. And they they liked the way that he developed under Smith. So I think all of those things kind of brought it all
0: together. He's also the right price point for the Ottawa Senators. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think there's any question about that. Like, it, you know, like sometimes I think people get insulted. Ah, oh, you know what? Like, you know, not every team is gonna pay it, it is gonna pay a ton. Like, um, you know, the the average. I've been doing some research into this right now, and I'm told that the average with the with the new guys who've all been hired here, with Quenville and, and Vino and, and McClelland and uh, all the big deals that have happened, Kruger got pretty well paid that the average salary for the NHL coach is now pushing between uh, two and a half and $3 million. Like that is a huge change, Bob, but not every team is going to pay that. And I think everybody knows, you know, everybody knows what the challenges are in Ottawa. But the one thing I would say is that if you just looked at their roster and the kids, they've got a shot. They've put together a good group of prospects and, and, and players, and it might not be right now, but they do have a chance to make this work.
0: You can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers now. Bob Stauffer with you. We're joined by one of the most popular guests of the show, courtesy of our friends from the River Creek Resort Casino, Elliot Friedman. So we've talked about the uh, coaching situations. Anaheim, is it an automatic that it's dallas Akins once San Diego's done in the playoffs?
1: You know, I, I've always assumed uh, it was, uh, and I'm going to go under the assumption that it will be until I'm told otherwise. Like, they've got a lot of future Ducks playing there, and they're they're in the Western Conference Final of the Calder Cup, and I think they're ahead of Chicago and Rocky Thompson. Um, you know, I, I do think he's got a search going there. I've heard that uh, uh, if he hasn't interviewed Lane Lambert already, he is going to. Um, You know, I I think he's going to interview some people. So I expect it's going to be Aikens, but Bob Murray, who marches to the beat of his own drummer, is not making this look like an automatic slam dunk.
0: All right, I want to talk about a couple teams. That uh, What's going on with Phil Kessel and uh, the Minnesota Wild?
1: Well, my opinion is that Phil Kessel has blocked the deal to Minnesota. Okay. That's, That's what I believe has happened. And the reason that the stories got out the way they did is because, um, you know, I I think there's some pressure being applied here. And uh, I think the Penguins want this deal to happen. I think the Wild want this deal to happen. And Phil Kessel, his contractual right is that he doesn't have to go if he doesn't want to because Minnesota's not on his list of teams that he can be traded to without extra approval. And uh, I mean, if you know Kessel, um, you know he's not going to care what anybody else thinks. He is going to do what he feels is right. And right now, it doesn't like it doesn't sound like he wants to go to Minnesota. Now, I had heard last night that this this wasn't going to that the situation was kind of at a standstill and wasn't and, and it. it was can always change in a minute bob but i was under the impression that it was at a standstill and it wasn't going anywhere at this
0: time uh new york islanders got uh brock nelson who by the way was on the radar screen about a year and a half ago he was available for trade in that organization Mm -hmm. and that is true right um don't forget, Edmonton ultimately traded Brown and Davidson for number three, but there was another player involved at one stage in, in a discussion there. Uh, they got Brock Nelson signed to an extension six times six, albeit with varying numbers. Yep. Uh, I, uh, is it automatic they get honors lead on too? I uh,
1: I would say that it's not I, – I really think if it was automatic – it would be done already. Okay. Um, I have heard that the issue with Lee has always been term. And, uh, I mean, he's 29. As you know, this is uh, sports now are uh, age-phobic. Yep. Um, they don't like signing term deals when people are in their 30s or entering their 30s. Um, I, I Like, I have heard, and I with Lou Lamorello, like, you, you, so little information gets out, Bob, that, you, you don't know if it's right or it's wrong, and he's not going to confirm anything. But I have heard the issue has never been salary. The issue has always been
0: term. Okay. Is Jordan Eberle's situation in the island dependent upon what happens with Anders Lee?
1: It might be. Um, I haven't heard a lot about Everly at all, and I don't think that that should make anyone think that the that means they're not interested in re-signing him. I think the other thing too is is that the Islanders' situation could depend on do they think that they're a player for Panarin? Right. I think they would like to be a player for Panarin. I mean, we've we, we've heard the Marner rumors for a while that they may offer sheet him. I mean, God only knows. I mean, we'll find that out later on. But I mean, Panarin's situation is much clearer. He's a UFA. Um, you know, I think people look at the Panthers and the Rangers as the top two teams for sure. him. But, you know, the Islanders, I think, would like to be in there. And I think they were – I think they took a look at him around the deadline. If he had been available, I think they would have made a run. And uh, I I think that what that says to me is that – a lot of their decisions could come down to do they think they're in on Panarin or anything else that they may be up to.
0: All right, uh, we're going to have some fun here and then I'm going to ask you a serious question. A couple of texts have come in since the opening little part of the segment. Bob, your arrogance is pathetic. Can't wait for you to be replaced. That one comes to us from Rob. That makes two of us, Rob. Thanks very much for that. That's good. Thanks, Rob. Uh, (laughs) Hey, Bob, out of uh, White Court, Alberta. Since you have Elliot on the phone, can you ask him to call it quits on the ridiculous team abbreviations?
1: You know, I, I got to tell you something. I, I, I get—I I can't believe how much offense some people take to that. Like, some people really laugh, and some people really hate it. I mean, guys, life is hard. Let's all have a good laugh at things. Those things are so stupid. I might do one more for the Stanley Cup final, but that's—that's going to be it. Like, I wish that my life was so good that the only thing I had to complain about were team abbreviations on Twitter.
0: I'll take team abbreviations on Twitter for three hundred, Alex. All right, uh, who you taking in the series?
1: You know, I, I don't, I don't bet against Patrice Bergeron. You know, I, I just don't. I, I think St. Louis is really good. And you know what I'm hearing a lot of, Bob, is, is if the the deeper the series gets, the more people like the Blues, right? Uh, because they really wear you down. Like they, 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 I mean, you know, like Bennington has been dynamite in the later games in series. Um, you know, they, you know, they. If you look at their record as series goes on, they were. They won the last couple games, the last two games against Winnipeg. Uh, they, you know, actually da- they won game six and seven against Dallas, uh, and they won they were down 2-1 against San Jose and won three in a row. I-, I think that is just a team that takes an incredible toll on you, and a lot of people I know say the longer it goes, the more it favors the Blues. I just do not like betting against Patrice Bergeron. I've watched this guy his whole career and, uh, and not only, I think he's a Hall of Famer and I just think that that the, the Bruins have a really special mix in terms of how they never panic. And uh, I don't like betting against that.
0: Elliot, awesome hit. Uh, not only do I have Oscar Kleffbaum talking about uh, Joachim uh, Nygar. Yeah, I also have Connor McDavid talking about Connor Brown, but we'll leave that for another conversation down the road. Thank well,
1: you. Well, all I can tell you is this: I, I don't know how Ken Holland feels about it, but before he was hired as GM, I think a lot of us thought that was going to be revisited.
0: All right, uh, Elliot, great stuff. We look forward to uh, hooking up with you. Uh, actually, Brendan's going. I'm going to be in Buffalo. Are you, you going to be? You're not going to be at the combine, are you next week?
1: No, no, I, I, will be in, uh, I'll be in St. Louis. That'll be the day before Game Three.
0: Uh, there's a Wicked Ribs place in St. Louis. Wicked hard. Oh wait, we're talking Boston. Hey, Elliot, great stuff. All right, buddy. Take care, boss. Have a, you, a great weekend. See Bye. you later. Bye-bye. Uh, let's do this. Let's tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Maggie and the staff, Oilers now sent you off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back in Oilers now, Brian Lawton, the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, longtime uh lead um Recruiter and agent for Octagon and now with the NHL Network. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, six thirty Chad.